Forward Podcast, yeah. Yeah, man. Feeling a little edgy. I just woke up. <laughs> this is Waking Up Music, little MTV classic rock and roll. Ah, for you youngins out there, this is a, I guess they were a super group called Fastway. This is an MTV staple. And now the singer will, uh, he's going to sing things to you. Let's listen. Nowhere to run or hide. Yeah, what are you doing to me? Stop it. <laughs> yeah. Do it my way, you are. Do it my way, damn it. Say what? Say what? 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 Steve Austin. What a great bit that always was. What? <clears throat> Alright. Bye, fast one. Um, well, kind of, by turning you down, I am kind of pushing you around. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. My name is Joseph Valla, host of the Center Forward Podcast. Podcast that is dedicated to professional soccer here in Louisville. That would be Louisville City FC and Racing Louisville, as well as our men's and women's national teams. This is a special edition Uh, Let me explain it to you. Uh, Yesterday, we put one out with Joey Cecil, who was fantastic, as always. Um, But um, I was going to tag on about a 15-minute conversation with a gentleman we have all come to know, really respect and like, and that's Mike Watts, uh, the announcer who he's sort of like one of the unofficial voices of the team, right, with him and Devin Kerr. Um, And his star is on the rise. He's a tremendous, tremendous announcer. And he was kind enough to give me some time to to speak to him a couple days ago. I was like, all right, 15 minutes. But we ended up having a full conversation. He was kind enough to spend all that time with me. And it really is. It's a lot of great information. Um, And I think it's a really cool conversation. I think you're going to enjoy it. You're really going to want to listen to this one. So anyway, we are on Podbean, iTunes, Amazon, and Spotify. Please like, subscribe, and share. Share the special broadcast love. (laughs) Anyway, without further ado, Mike Watts. Okay, folks, really happy to have Mike Watts uh, come back. The last time I talked to you was on Christmas of last year, and uh, <laughs> and you're you're a very busy man, man. Uh, I I heard um, I was going through the station's uh, preseason football, and there you were calling a Bengals game. How's that, man? Uh, that's, uh, that's one of the, the bucket list jobs for me. Yeah, I it's, can imagine. Cause I, you're a pretty big Bengals and, fan too, right? Well, I grew up in Cleveland, so I really wasn't, but, Oh, you know, oh. it's kind of, kind of funny how, um, you root for people more than you root for cities. Once you start working sure. in, in the business, cause mm-hmm. you know, think, think Louisville, like I, I respect Danny Cruz a lot. Right. I, I like how he handles his business. I, like how a lot of the players go about their business. So, like, I'm not rooting for Louisville City, but, like, there are guys there that I'd like to be successful. And even, Absolutely. you know, think of the other side of that final, like, uh, mm. you know, back in November. Like, yes. Mitchell Tainer, I, I know, you know, he can be a lightning rod, but, like, I, I've seen how much he's improved in his mentality, and I, I respect him so much. So, like, you're rooting for, for people more than you are sure, cloth, sure. I guess, to a certain extent. But with the Bengals, like... You know, say whatever you want about ownership, but they're loyal, they're honest, they're hardworking. Yeah, man. Top to bottom, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Katie Blackburn and Elizabeth and uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Brown and, right. you know, right down that list and Zach Taylor. You know, I, I knew within, you know, a month or two of him getting the job that first preseason I did with them, like, okay, this guy's on to something. Wow, that's um, cool. And it took a little while, but, mm-hmm. you know, here we are. And, and I think you were working with uh, Anthony Munoz, too, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, Moon's, uh, whatever you hear about Anthony, mm-hmm. assume he's even better than that, which it, is really wild. It's like you're sitting there, it's like, it's got to be weird, you're hanging there, there's got to be a moment where you're saying to yourself, I'm sitting here doing a broadcast with one of the greatest offensive linemen that have ever played in the NFL. It, crazy. It's not lost on me. I know, and, mm-hmm. and the, the funny thing is, is like, you go on the road with Moon and... To his immense credit, like mm-hmm. uh, you go to Washington, it's it's Joe Theismann and um, uh, Kenny Albert. Okay. Kenny was his first broadcast partner at Fox, so he's known Kenny for thirty right. years. Mm-hmm. And him and Joe Theismann were just chopping it up, and I'm standing in the corner of the room, like, 
I'm watching what am I doing like here? a retelling of <laughs> NFL history. That's like, awesome. how cool is this? That is awesome. So, but it's everywhere you go. He's like the the mayor of every town he's ever been in. Right, 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 right. And then uh, you still, and I also, I got to get this in too because I, I, you call Nick's game sometimes too, right? Yeah, I'm uh, one of the, I'm the Lance McGarvey. I'm the backup Lance McGarvey. That's awesome, man. Of the New York Knicks. Oh, my god. So, gosh. you know, 10 or so games a year and then the full, uh, about 30 game college basketball slate that we run through the garden every year. Yes. It's, it's, it's really cool sitting center court court side in, for, that, in that arena. Come on. Yeah. It's I mean, Madison square garden, man. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not lost on me, man. That's, that's awesome, man. That's a blessing. I can't even start to right. count. Well, congratulations, man. And continued success. And I know that you're probably doing uh USL and NWSL games as well. Yes. Uh, that is the plan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, right, 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 right. So, um, uh, why don't we start with, uh, uh, NWSL and, uh, what you're hearing, what you're thinking, what you're seeing about the upcoming season. Yeah. I, you know, I think every year we get a couple of these bombshell trades right around the, like yesterday. around the draft. Yeah. Um, we're already dating the podcast. If right, this comes right. out later, then it's going to be like, what happened yesterday? Right, right, uh, right. That's right. the Emily Fox trade that we're referencing, Golly. I think. That is, Unless yes, absolutely. No, 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 okay. that is the one. No, it, it's interesting, right? Because if you look at racing, like, no doubt Emily Fox is the best long-term prospect of the three involved in the trade. But yep. if you're trying to create a better back line, like is having Abby Urseg for two to three years or however long she wants to play in right, Louisville right. and Carson Pickett, who is a mm-hmm. uh, national team, you yeah, know, yeah. fringe player yep. and a genuine starter in this league for mm-hmm. Uh, you know, another half decade or longer. Right. Like you, you got two really quality starters out of that deal right, for a right. team that doesn't have that much depth historically and still building toward being a, a playoff contender. Like mm-hmm. it, it's, it's mentality thing. It's a depth thing. It's yep. bringing two starters for the price of one. Mm-hmm. So like all that makes sense to me. I, I know, you know, rightfully a lot of people are like, how could you let Emily Fox go? But mm-hmm. I can, kind of wrap my head around it and for her she gets to go back to North Carolina and for her that's a really good fit so right. all that makes sense but like uh that is a Lynn Williams uh right. the, the trades at the top of the of of the top two picks going mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Angel City um bring in one of the most highly touted high schoolers since Mallory Pugh like yeah. uh it's it, it's 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 your typical NWSL offseason. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's <laughs> it, it's so competitive that everyone's looking for that one trade that's going to push them over, and so they're willing to hit the button. I think a little more than some other leagues. Right, and it's the the I'm you know mulling around that trade yesterday. I think you know we we've talked about this on here uh, before. This defensively, this team just needs help, and yeah. you know you, you do what you have to do. I mean. You know, it's it's sort of a I don't know if it's a, you know the mentality of it, but you can't you're not going to lose games if if someone if if you're not giving up goals you're not going to lose, and you can you can have all the forwards in the world and and it just it, I'm okay with this. I mean, as a fan, I I, I you know you don't want to lose a star, but at the end of the day, it just you got to stop from scoring goals, and it's been a weakness the last two years. Absolutely, and so you're not only expecting that Urseg. As good as Katie Lund was at shot stopping, and right. I'm not speaking to her communication one way or the other. Like right. Abby Urseg is elite in that category. Like mm-hmm. this team will be more structured mm-hmm. at the back, mm-hmm. you know. And that's not knock on Gemma Bonner, right, you know, right, right, leaving right. either. Like it's just Abby right. Urseg is elite in that yes. category. Yes. There's you know three, four, five players in the world that you put in that, in that <laughs> list, probably. Right, 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 right. Um, so, you know, like, it's a known commodity. I, I, mm-hmm. I agree with you. I, I understand a lot of people would go, like, again, as far as an attacking outside back goes, yeah, I mean, and future national, national team, team stalwart, stalwart, like, exactly. it hurts yes. to lose Emily Fox. But, like, for the future of this team, your goal needs to be to get into the playoff mix and make yourself more relevant to mm-hmm. what's going to be a growing pool of free agents. Yep. You know, Kim Bjorkegren's clearly interested in the international market. Like well, you yep. want to be able to say, 
call me here and you're going to be in the top six. Right, right, And right, we're right. going to defend well and we're going to win games yep. and it's it's going to be a good experience. Well, so there's work to be done on all fronts. Right, and that was one of the things I wanted to touch on is that as, as the game matures here, the professional game for women matures here, I wonder if we're going to see something similar to what we're seeing uh, here with MLS, even with USL now. Well, I mean, USL doesn't have a draft, but the, the, the relevance of the draft 10 years ago versus now, um, obviously the draft is still very important, but I'm wondering how much more important the transfer market's going to become um, in both, I guess. I guess both sides of it, men's and women's. But I think we're seeing that a lot more in the men's. We have been seeing it. And I, maybe we're just starting to get a taste of it in the women's league here. What do you think? Yeah. What's interesting to me about the draft is on the men's side, there are certain incentives relative to the salary cap to maintaining your draft picks. Right, right, right. And you also have a lot of those teams with MLS Next Pro sides where, hey, you can go stash a guy that's not going to hit you on the cap. Right. And if you like the guy coming out of the draft, like – you know, maybe he turns into something. Maybe he's Chris Mueller, and it it takes a year or two, and you go, okay, we can flip this guy over to Europe and make a little bit of money. Or maybe mm-hmm. he's, you know, Jack Harrison at NYCFC huh. where you're selling him for seven figures. Like, right, 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 right. You know, that's the rele- relevance to me mm-hmm. of of the MLS draft after you get past the first 10, 15 guys. Right, exactly. Is you're, you're getting into that territory. With the women, mm-hmm. you don't really gain on the the, the – like salary cap issue, right. but what you do gain on is twofold. You get the rights to the player mm-hmm. within the country, which right. is of course valuable, yep. but also the, the college system is still on the women's side. Very important. Mm-hmm. Considered as good as yes. any Academy you're going to be in, in Europe. Absolutely. I've seen players that won the FA youth cup come play at mid tier to, to mid upper tier. SEC schools, which right. is considered what the second or third best conference in the country. Yep. I guess third behind Pac-12 historically, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and the ACC. Um, and you know that'll change from year to year. But you get the point. I guess you know as long as you have the rights to go pick a uh, Rose Lavelle out of the draft, like yep. a transcendent star, exactly. come out of the draft. Yep. Yep. It, it's still really relevant. Yes, yes. And I'm sure it's going to be for a, a while now. Um, any thoughts at all about the the uh, USL Women's League? Have you had any any exposure to that whatsoever? I'm trying to get my feet wet with it a little bit, mainly because my hometown, which was just stunning, now has a, a uh, I guess it would be uh, the League One of, of WSL Women's League in Kearney, New Jersey now. And I'm really yeah. starting to figure... I'm really starting to, to check that league out and try to get a better understanding of it. Do you have any 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 exposure to it at all, or you know? Yeah. So so here's basically the primer. If you think about the overarching USL pathway, mm-hmm. the long term goal here, and Amanda Vandervoort was was literally just on NBC with Ro, uh, Rebecca Lowe yes. talking about this a couple of days ago, which was awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and Amanda is like a next level executive. I'm so excited to see what she does with this. Awesome. Um, But you've got, you know, USL Academy, which is Mm -hmm. boys and girls. Right. You know, I think the girls is is just starting to come together because Mm -hmm. there hadn't been a pro end game yet. So, you know, I don't know, about a a quarter or so, or maybe a little less of this year's draft. Okay. um, Came out of W League. Wow. um, Or or out of... um, uh, you know, the, the Academy and the W league. Right, 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 right. So the W league is sort of that mixed, um, pre-professional pathway. Think more like USL league two, two right. Is where you're at right now. Okay. The old, you know, we used to call it PDL. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, Sarah Fuller left Vanderbilt and went to Minnesota Aurora. She was out of, um, you know, college eligibility, but still wanted to play and didn't find an appropriate professional environment. Uh, for her and goalkeeper is always a, a tough spot. Yeah. So she's playing there with, let's call it, you know, 15 to 20 players that are still in the college ranks and a handful that have left college and are looking for a professional environment to keep improving. Mm-hmm. So that's the W league. And right, then okay. the next step here uh, is super league, which is now looking, I believe 20, 2024. Right. Um, but you know, the, the goal in that league is, 
you know, if you look at the salary numbers of the USL men, and mm -hmm. to my understanding, the Super League is going to follow a similar, um, you know, contract structure. The okay. idea is to pay on equal measure. Right. Like that's great. That's excellent. You know, it, Which is excellent. It's going to be yeah, it's going to be competitive for some players in the NWSL who maybe aren't getting the playing time right. off the bat and mm -hmm. can make a similar amount of money in Super League and get a chance to shine. Like, you know, these are good markets. And yes, they are. Um, a lot of them have all the resources to run a professional soccer team. Mm -hmm. They just haven't had the chance to get into the 11-team NWSL. So it, it's going to be really interesting to see how that progresses, especially mm -hmm. knowing that expansion in the NWSL is going to come around the same time that this league starts. There's 45 or 50 more spots in NWSL that are going to open up. Right. So it's, right. it's going to hit the talent pool a little bit. But, you know, at the end of the day – you know, the, the Super League is sort of the end game to an overarching, mm -hmm. you, know, you should be able to start at the U13 okay. academy level and mm -hmm. run it all the way to the professional level. And whether you stay in this country or go overseas, you know, open you into the transfer market and continue to grow the women's game into more of what we're seeing on the men's side. Right, right. And, and, and the thing is, is, it leads into the question I kind of wanted to talk about is, the, will there be competition between these two leagues? And if there is, will it be healthy? Because you just mentioned something. You know, you're talking about an, a, 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 some roster spots. The depth of talent, you know, we want to see people playing, of course. You know, mm -hmm. will the depth of talent be able to sustain the quality of NWSL um, and then create a product with the uh, USL League that's somewhat similar? And if they are similar... Now you start talking about contracts. I mean, could could something like that be looming, do you think? Um, you know, I, I don't think anyone's really going to know until it actually enters the fray and okay. where they stand relative to the league at that time. What I will say mm -hmm. is if I'm the, you know, 19th player, 17th, if, you know, I'm in that mix, okay. um, like, would you rather be – a, a regular starter exactly. in Super League, right? Or be afraid get on the bench on match day in NWSL. Like I think there's going to be very legitimate right. competition to the depth, right, 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 um, right. But at, at the same point, like, um, there's more than 240 professional quality women sure. playing sure. in this country, right? And yeah, the international market yep. and the fact that, you know, USL ownership groups, like there's a reason players want to come play over here. Exactly. You know, it's, I don't think it's going to be an unhealthy competition or anything. I think it's, it's, it's long overdue. You know, if, if the men's pro side is able to sustain seven, eight, nine, a thousand players. Right. Um, between USL League One, USL Championship, MLS Next Pro, MLS. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't know how we're still stuck on 250 women sure. being able to that's earn a, oh, yeah. a living playing. Excellent. So okay. that's my thought. No, that's, that, that I totally makes sense. Uh, I'm just concerned about making sure that we sustain quality. I, you know, I don't sure. know. The, I, I don't, what are they, is, uh, there's three teams right now? That NWSL is considering three new franchises, or is it two? I should have checked. I believe that out. right now their goal is to add two more. Okay, but, okay, okay. Um, you know, don't hold me to it. Right, I, right. I try and keep up with that, but right. it's like right. It is. It's, it's you know. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah. slipping into the USL stuff. Sure. Um, anything? Any general thoughts about what you're hearing before the season starts? Um, uh, I'll say right off the bat, there are a couple teams that are ramping up. That really mm. impressive Indy, I think, is doing that for sure. I mean, they're just building a solid roster. You got uh, Birmingham's going to be great again. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, Indy adding Aiden Quinn and yep. adding Solomon Asante back. I mean, he yep. was there for the tail end of last year. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, <laughs> we might have a really competitive lip FC again. I was going to say just like uh, just like just like back in the eighteen seventies. <laughs> I know, precisely. Uh, the Louisville Indianapolis yeah. Proximity Association football contest. I'm still, you know, like, I'm still in practice. Best name. Um, yeah. 
So, no, I, I think Indy looks good. I think, you know, like you never expect Pittsburgh, no matter what they gain or right, lose. And, right. and they still brought back the majority again. Yes. I thought they started a little slow last year, but mm-hmm. at the end, I think it was clear that they were you know, among the best. I think the, yeah. the Rowdies, same boat. They just brought Forrest Lasso back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, like, again, it's – I think Birmingham's taking a step forward. To your point, India's taking a step forward. I think Hartford, Hartford is, another is taking team. a step forward. I don't think Loudon's a pushover anymore. Right. Um, given the new ownership structure, like Ryan Martin plays some of the most attractive football in USL. Mm-hmm. He was just doing it with 17-year-olds that couldn't sustain it exactly. for 90 minutes exactly. and not make defensive lapses at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, they're better than anyone gave them credit for. So you got right. that. Tulsa's made yes. big progression. I mm-hmm. think Ben Pierman is going to get way more out of Charleston mm-hmm. than they got last year. Uh, the Rowdies, again, I think Miami is going to be strong. The team in the West that has added some unreal talent, including Speedy Williams, who I think is mm-hmm. perfect, Colorado Springs. Yeah, Col- yeah. Like, yeah. they were so good last year, yes, but they were so dependent on their front two. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it's – I know Brendan Burke just left to be an assistant at Houston, but it's yeah. it's the same staff that's going to oversee it. That's a hell of a coach. Um, Brendan Burke yeah. is a hell of a coach. Going back to Bethlehem, I mean, he was he was an excellent coach. and going yeah, Absolutely. He, he just stuck in a system. Where, like, I used to talk about this all the time. Um, when you're in a position where you have to play certain players and you're being told by the big club and you're trying to build some, you know, some continuity with your own squad, that's that's a real challenge. And, yeah, and, on, you know, on Saturday got, night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on Saturday night, they're like, "Oh, Brendan Aronson may, may not be there Sunday morning for your three o'clock game." Right. Like exactly. it's awesome. You have Brendan Aronson. Right. Right. But he's sixteen. Exactly. And he either <laughs> played fifteen minutes the night before, or mm-hmm. took an Uber from Philly to Bethlehem the morning of the game. Like, right. he's not training with the team. It's brutal. No. And, and yet, there they were at the end of the year bustling around the playoffs yep. and he's building players that are getting sold for seven or eight figure fees out of the union and seven figure fees out of Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. That is unbelievable for right. a USL coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm telling you, I love the schedule. Um, the fact that you're basically, you're playing every team now. So there's a little more relevance when you start talking about points and you start talking about rankings and ratings and stuff like that. Now you can say, a, you know, there's some depth to it because you're playing every team in the, in the other conference now. Yeah, the, the tough thing is, is like, you know, everyone's going to complain, you know, uh, let's say Sacramento hosts Loudon and San Diego has to go to Loudon. Like you would right. argue those are very different games. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so like it's still not quite the premiership home and home, but it's, mm-hmm far more balanced than it's ever been before. And for me as a commentator, you know, we get to San Antonio Louisville for the final and I'm like, I, I have no idea how they match up. Right. Right. It's true. I I can mentally get my head around it, but like Mm. the end of the day, there is no San Antonio equivalent Mm. in the East, maybe Pittsburgh ish, but like, you know, even, even the Louisville staff was like, you know, Detroit, Right. You know, like a, a, a more talented Detroit. Right, right, right. You know, I, it, 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 it's now we're going to get a better feel than ever before. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get a clear picture on the, the standings than ever before. No more arguments about you right. played four MLS two teams. Right. And, <laughs> you know, you, you go back to the Hartford, Pittsburgh, Loudoun, uh, uh, Red Bull two group in mm-hmm. 2020. And everyone's like, wait a minute. You know, mm-hmm. your points were all scooped up on those two, right. you know, rug burns. And yeah. <laughs> here we are playing Indy, St. Louis, and, you know, you know Pittsburgh or, or whatever it was. Like, right. come on, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if, you know, you, you, you kind of mentioned uh, the MLS uh, thing a little bit. I'm wondering if they're, they're what's it called, Next Pro, they're uh, the, the – mm-hmm. I'm wondering what kind of support those teams are going to get relative to, say, a Louisville or a New Mexico or, uh, you know, the teams that draw well. I'm wondering, yeah. you know, what do you, what do you have any thoughts about that at all? Because, I mean, you know, like the team from Queens is going to be playing, is going to be, uh, I guess they're going to be the uh, feeder team for uh, New York uh, NYCFC, I think, 
right? So they're not coming to this league. Um, I'm wondering, you know, Rochester's part of that too now. Um, I'm wondering if you have any thoughts about that. I I don't, I'm wondering what's, what's the, is there a long-term thing to this where they want to compete with USL? I don't know. Cause right now it just seems like, why would you go support a true feeder team as opposed to like a, an, uh, uh, a, a sole individual team that has yeah. its own its, its own identity. Do you have any thoughts on that at all? Or? Yeah, you know, it kind of goes back to some thoughts I, I sort of was talking about in, let's call it 2018, 2019. Okay. Like, I, even think back to 2017, I was going, you know, Sounders 2 would be a lot sexier if they were Tacoma Sounders. Exactly. Uh, becoming Tacoma Defiance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's about an hour between the two. But, right. like, you know, going to Tuck Willow versus going to downtown Seattle is a different experience, sure. and it's a more affordable yep. experience, and it's closer to people. And mm-hmm. you know, even then, um, you know, when they're playing at, at Cheney, like there really wasn't a a big groundswell support. It was much right. better than when they were asked to. Right, right. But right. it wasn't like they were getting five, six, seven thousand. I think right. you know, you look at Rochester, for instance, like. Mm-hmm. You know, in USL, they weren't exactly drawing great, but they, you know, had their own venue and their own identity. And, you know, Rochester, New York FC right now is playing at a junior college or a yeah. Division two college or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they have an identity and they have fans, but, you know, it's it's a little bit sort of topped off. I remember going back to, you know, 2020. Okay. Um, you know, we started letting games have fans again. Um, you know, USL was first right. to do that. Right, right. A lot of people were really interested in going to the indie games, mm-hmm. but we hosted SKC two four times, and no one was really interested in watching that. Yeah, right. The, the numbers, the disparity was real. So, yep, like, yep, yep. I, I, you know, I can understand if, if let's say you're Tacoma Defiance, like you're a Sounders supporter. It's closer to you. Mm-hmm. It's cheaper than going to downtown. You know, they've got a great homegrown record. So you're going to go there and you're going to see guys that are going to play for the Sounders within the next couple of years. Right. They play a pretty attractive style of soccer. Like, mm-hmm. if that's what's around you, 100% you should go. But, right. you know, in a lot of these, you know, markets that don't have pro soccer, I think they would rather have their own sort of team yeah. um, as opposed to like a Huntsville. Right. Um, yeah, and I, I I think they'd like to go see, you know, them play other cities mm-hmm. that are kind of relevant to them, as opposed to saying we're playing, you know, Real Monarchs today, the yeah. team that plays at the training center for exactly. uh, uh, RSL. RSL. So, yeah, I, I I loved that SLC and SKC, mm-hmm. you know, with Swope and Monarchs mm-hmm. had. Honest to God supporters. Yes, they but, did. You know, the overwhelming mass were going to the MLS game on Saturday, right. not the right. USL game exactly. on Wednesday or Sunday. Yeah, and and that's um, I think to me the identity is so important. I think I, I mean I've, I've gotten a little pushback on that. People are like, well, as long as we have a team, I'm like, okay. I mean, I mean, but you know, here in Louisville we have the bats. Not that I have a problem with the bats. I you know, but I don't. I can't name you three players on the team. Because to yeah. me, it's it's the Cincinnati Reds too, and you, you, you know, <laughs> yeah. and I, not that that's a bad thing. I mean, that's the way the, the the sport's set up. I just, but you just never get the same level of support. And 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 the whole concept of having a club soccer team is that they represent your community, not someone else's. And you know, I think we're still trying to work on that here. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with you. You know, so. Any thoughts on the seasons on on who's who you think are going to be the teams to watch in both of those leagues? Uh, in which? Uh, I sorry. guess oh, that's okay. I'm sorry. Well, start with USL because you mentioned sure. Hartford, and, and I'm you know they're they're another team that you know, Ramos I think is going to be great for them, and mm-hmm. you know they put they've they've added <laughs> they've added a lot of talent, and yeah. I'm wondering, but do you do you either conference? Do you do you have any thoughts on that yet? Is it too soon? No, I, I think, um, you know, there's still another month here where we're going to see guys get a couple right. of MLS teams. We're going right. to see some – we saw it last year, some loans. Like Jake LaCava gets loaned to Tampa Bay yeah. by Red Bull. Like yeah. they just felt that the Rowdies were a better developmental vehicle for Jake LaCava than Red Bull 2 would be 
um, last year. Uh, which so is, got, which you know, is a little weird, isn't it? <laughs> That's part of what we um, were just talking about. <laughs> a, a little bit, but I yeah. also think, you know, there's a reason Red Bull stuck around USL as long as they did. Right. And, um, you know, a lot of these two teams, like, they make no bones about it. They aren't there to win, win. the league. Right, right. It's exactly. nice if they do. Right, right. Like, I, John Wallenick wanted to win every game. But mm. at the end of the day, his job was to make Tyler Adams and Aaron Long. Yep national team players exactly. and he did that exactly like, so no one's you know he paid the entire bill for running red bull for four years yeah. based off selling those two guys <laughs> really <laughs> um like that's what we're talking about right, that's right, the right. value yeah, um so that in mind like you know within the east like you know the, the teams we're talking about, like I think Tab Ramos in the limited time he was there mm-hmm. made them better. And yeah. I think he's like Elvis Amo is would have been their best striker last year. Right. Um, you know, it's more time, you know, just talking to him in the last two months of the year, they took over. He's like, I'm just trying Ray Reed used the term first, but like, I'm trying to find my Fox hole guys. Right. Like, who do I really want to go to war with? Right, right, right. You know, mm-hmm. no one who is running that team right now was running that team in March last year. So they, you know, did the best with what they had and kept what they wanted and went out and signed what they needed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think Memphis will take a step back. No knock on anybody that's taking the job. It's just Ben Pierman made that team so much better than the sum of its parts and he right. recruited so well mm-hmm. um but he goes to charleston he'll make them better hartford like those are all teams that i see you know competing for a road playoff game right in, right. in the east okay. that's where i would it would put them uh okay. the rowdies pittsburgh birmingham louisville mm-hmm. indy if it goes well mm-hmm. Um, off the top of my head, and I'm probably missing a team that's going to slay me for it. But like those are teams <laughs> I expect to be competing for home games. Right. Yeah. Out west, I don't think San Diego takes a step back. Like Nate Miller was the tactical mind behind Landon Donovan. Okay. So I, you know, he did really well at Lansing as a head coach. Okay. 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 He's been there three years. Mm-hmm. I don't think San Diego is going to take it. San Antonio remains. The front runner out there, I see no reason why that's changed. Right. They kept the vast majority of a pretty dang dominant roster. Yeah, that was a hell of a um, You know, Colorado Springs I expect to be really good. Um, you know, it's – I kind of love that the league retracted to the point that it did because we cut off a lot of dead weight. Yes, we did. And, <laughs> and, and the quality like, of these teams compared to what it was four years ago. Just yeah. you can go back oh. before, just before COVID, the quality of these teams up and down—it's it's pretty amazing. That, oh, for sure. And, you know, and by the way, I left out Detroit. Which... Yes. Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. Uh, yeah. Don't yeah, do that. I, I, <laughs> don't. I know. Uh, no, I, like Trevor James is an elite tactical mind mm. in this league. And and by the way, out west, like Sacramento is going to be there. Yep. Phoenix is going to be much improved. I love like the way Juan Guerra is approaching building it. I know they just lost Arturo Rodriguez this mm-hmm. week, but like, I think they're in good shape. Orange County is not going to be that far down back to back. Oakland mm-hmm. is going to be hanging around Monterey Bay. Mm-hmm. Finish this season as one of the point per game elite teams in the second half. They're going to be there. Mm-hmm. Like, no, the, I, I called the 2015 final. That was my first game oh, okay. covering USL. It was Rochester and Galaxy 2. Right. And it's no knock on those teams. And some of those guys, like Sean Tosh, right. are still in the league and performing. Yep. Yeah, and, and performing really well. Right. But. But. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a whole, know, like, it's a whole different animal now. It, really it is, is a completely different. It, the, the number of foreign players that yep. want to come play here has mm-hmm. increased the pool. The level of academy soccer in this country being 10 years more progressed yes um the, you the, know the, mls yeah the past that, the one that's really exciting for us is that there seems to be more of an interest for some of these players using usl as a path to go to europe as opposed to sort of getting bogged down in some of these uh, uh mls academies not that i have anything against the mls academies it's just you want some breathing room you want to be, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's kind of hard to get that kind of exposure on an academy team as opposed to playing in front of 10,000 people. Well, and, and that's the discussion that Danny Cruz and John Hackworth had with Jonathan Gomez yep. and his parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And said, look, you've already sent a stun overseas and he's performing. 
Right. But like at FC Dallas right now, you are not going to get first team minutes. No. And you can come here and you might just start getting open cup minutes. And that was the plan mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. 2020. Then the open cup got canceled and COVID. Right. You know, he basically earned his spot during that time mm-hmm. and then gets sold, you know, overseas. But, um, to yeah. Where, he might be getting some national. I think he got called up to the national team too. Gomez did. Yeah, yes, he did. That's pretty amazing. Um, that's pretty amazing. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand a lot of his development came from Dallas. It's not to right. whack them at all. Right, What's right, intriguing to me about about the pathway moving forward is I think everyone would agree that right now MLS Next mm-hmm. is a higher level than USL Academy. Right, right. But I think a big reason for that is – New York Red Bulls have had their academy running for 15 years. Yeah, it's a solid. There is a solid pathway. Philly, uh, Mm -hmm. Dallas. um, And that is a a talent-laden area around Harrison, New Jersey. But, (laughs) yeah, what's funny is is New England's academy was garbage. Like, consider bottom five in the league. And here they are competing for championships. And MLS next. And I think the reason for that is there was no clear um, focus on bringing guys from the academy into the professional side. There wasn't, you know, a a defined sort of leadership strategy for bringing people through that academy. Right. So if New England can do that, Mm -hmm. why can't Louisville? Why can't Birmingham? Why can't San Antonio? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, San Diego, like, those are all talent-laden areas. Absolutely. They just end up going to Galaxy right. or or going to D.C. Mm-hmm. or So, like, what's amazing to me is is I don't even think we're remotely close to scratching the surface mm-hmm. of what this can be. Right now, right. it's like five guys have made that academy to overseas jump. Right, right. And we're going to get to a point, I think, in not-too-distant future – we're going to see four, five, six, seven guys every year making yep. mid to upper six figure yep. plus moves, including, let's be honest, man, enjoy Josh Winder while, while we you have can. Him. Oh, absolutely. He's coming yeah. this year, of course. I don't even know that, you know, like, who knows? Summer windows open. He's exactly. 18. Exactly. Like, exactly. There's no reason why, you know, it, it's. It's a good problem to have, and it, you can reinvest that money, which is sort of the long-term ambition of right. Orange County. Makes no bones about it. That's part of our business model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah is yeah. effectively marketing, selling players, yep. along with building championship teams. Like exactly. that should be every USL. Every US model. To- it, I totally agree with that. And that's so much as you can't be promoted to MLS. Right. And that- and you can't like mm-hmm. that should be your model. Right, and that's. I'm going to hit you with something too. I'm, I'm going to ask you about this because I've talked about this with a couple people. And, and before we get into closing up, you know, yeah. you've got this this tournament, um, and this is just you know from viewing it from 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 your perspective. There's this tournament now with MLS uh, where they're engaging with Liga MX, uh, and they they've really expanded this tournament that they have. Um, and just as a viewer, I'm wondering, and I've been. You know, I, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's just I'm speculating. I when you see the 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 TV viewership numbers for Mexican teams in the United States, and then you look at the valuation of the Mexican teams versus the United States teams, where their top team is was worth about eighty five million, whereas our lowest valued here is somewhere around three hundred million, or even more. I'm wondering if if they're going to try to someday tie this whole thing together and, and have a North American league. What do you, is that, is that ridiculous or what do you think? I don't think it's tin foil hat. I, mm-hmm. I do think CONCACAF and FIFA would probably have some questions about that. I right. think MLS looks, and I'm not saying what happened at Corretoro is um, in any way a example of what happens in the entire Mexican league. Right, 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 right. But right. like, um, you know, you need to be aware of, you know, what you're getting into. Right. right. And so I think League's Cup is a foray into everyone. It, it's funny. I, I've done Champions League finals since 2016 or 2017, okay. whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And um, 
like everyone wants to see the league MX MLS matchups. And now we're going to flood the market with it. Yes, you sure are. I think a lot of people are wondering, Mm -hmm. like it was cool to see Tigres play NYCFC in sort of this, you might see him once in five years. Right, right, right. But now that League's Cup includes everybody, everybody, you've sort of taken a little bit of that the luster allure. away. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. That's fair. And so that's one of the questions I have going forward is just how relevant is that rivalry? Mm-hmm. If it's just sort of this, you know, pseudo tug of war that goes on for a month and then it's just done and you'll yeah. get back to it next year. And mm-hmm. I hope it's a rousing su- success because right. look, I'm already prepping Tigres Orlando City. Right, right. right. I cannot freaking wait. <laughs> right, to call of course. That. And, of course. And that's in a month and a half. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Um, like that's an awesome, awesome, awesome right. two-legged tie. I'm amped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and, like, if you did it every year, right. would it lose its luster? Mm-hmm. It probably would a little bit. Okay. But I hopefully not that much. So it's just I'm, it, right. I'm wondering what kind of. It's just to me, it's like they both have something that the other side wants. You've got the valuation in MLS. You've got the viewership within the borders of the United States for Liga MX that MLS desperately needs. So it's just, yeah. you know, it just seems like, you know, that if this league, if this works out, why not try and take it to the, I mean, we've got this, this World Cup in 2026. It's going to be on the whole continent anyway. So, yeah, that's definitely true. You know, and, so, and, but, I don't know. I'm just I've been speculating about that because I speculate. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And and look, I don't think it's I don't think it's crazy either. Mm-hmm. What's um intriguing to me is is not only does the does MLS want the nine hundred thousand, eight hundred thousand viewers that are watching primetime league MX oh, yeah. matches compared to the three. 200 to 250 or 300 that they're Mm -hmm. getting for a a primetime cable match for MLS. And, you know, they get close to a million on some of those big Fox broadcasts and MLS Cup. And, um, you know, but now they're behind paywall. Like, yeah, I think it 100% helps sell Apple TV subscriptions. Sure, sure. Um, If the only way that Mexican fans can watch it is through that um, or the most logical way to see all of them. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. That's one thing that's interesting. Um, But also like, you know, there's big money franchises in MLS, but at the end of the day, everyone has to bow to the salary cap at some point. Yeah. As much money as Toronto FC spent Mm -hmm. on Altador, Gonzalez, Mm -hmm. Bradley, Mm -hmm. and Javinko Mm -hmm. to go to the champions league final. Right. Um, and actually, that Omar Gonzalez may have still been on the other side, believe it or not. But <laughs> right. uh, I get uh, no. By then, I think he was there. Either way, right? Um, you know, it's. I think it was Omar Gonzalez that said it, which is why it's coming to mind. Mm-hmm. Like they may have a more or less equivalent top eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve guys, right? But they're not going to beat us from thirteen to twenty-five on the roster. Okay. Because the cap sort of right, 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 right. That's holds true. you in a little bit. So like That's Monterey, Tigres, like they spend some flashy money, and you would need to figure out a way to pull all of that in, mm-hmm. rein all that that's in, and, and find an point. answer to it. So like that's all stuff mm-hmm. I'm interested in too. Right. I I will say, League's Cup mm-hmm. will need to go to Mexico before I think it it it's like you know, critical mass. Okay. You're going to compete for champions league spots. There is genuine value in competing in leagues cup. Gotcha. Um, but as long as all the games are played in the U S like I, I, I desperately want to see, you know, one of these pods mm-hmm. go get played at Estadio BBVA sure. in Monterey. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to, That's right. You know, Houston. Yep. Yep. Totally. Just a thought. Yeah, man. No, I, that's kind of the insight I've been trying to, you know, get on all of this and understand it because it's just a, such a big pot of money here. Uh, who wouldn't, yeah. you know? Uh, just two more questions real quick. Are we going to see you with Devin Kerr a lot this year? Uh, I've I've taken my first glance at a preliminary schedule, mm-hmm. and there will be some me and Devin Great. Uh, during the year. It's funny, at the end of last year, we really weren't, Right. I, he does the men for ACC. I do the women for FCC. So like college mm-hmm. soccer season, I basically like 
saw him three times in two and a half months. So I'm hoping we can do better than that. Right. It's great pairing, man. The both of you are fantastic together. Um, he's um, dude. He's got a rocket strapped to his back. He should. I've been telling people forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he's not calling the World Cup when it comes here in 26, someone's made a dire miscalculation or mistake. He's. It, I don't think anyone totally comprehends how yeah. good he is. No, he is fantastic. He really is. And I enjoy the highlight things that he does at halftime on these games. <laughs> it's really good. And uh, what's in the future for you, man? Is there anything that, you know, you see uh, a new iron being put in the fire anywhere? Or what do you think's coming up? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's... it's. Uh... <laughs> I mean, was that you could talk about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's funny, man. I'm 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 so happy with where I am and yeah. who I work for, and right. you know the flexibility they've given me to do you know different things. I'm gonna miss opening weekend of the USL season because it happens to align with the Big East men's basketball yeah, tournament, man. which is sort of the crown jewel at MSG. I'm sure missing is. you know match day three because the NCAA regionals are at the garden um, in October, you know, Knicks preseason start of the Knicks season, like uh, college football for Westwood one and the Bengals in August, like they've been so good to me and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm not in any hurry to, to bolt um, unless it were, you know, the kind of thing that, right. you know, really changes the dynamic for me and my family. Sure, so right sure. now, um, right now, just trying to keep growing where I am and, you know, I, I take, you know, pretty much every step when it's when it's offered. I look at it and weigh it out with my wife and we figure out the best way to go forward. So yeah, long man. story short, you know, always looking, but really happy, happy where you, you know, where I am. Yeah. Well, look, I said this to you um, when you did that little Christmas thing for me last year. I, I'm hoping you get to a point where I have to call your agent. <laughs> I, if you want, I can send you his number. I do have an agent. I can't send it to you. I just Sean, Sean's gonna pick up the phone and be like, "Who the f is this?" Uh, right, exactly. Like, I, it, it, not because of you, but because of me. Like, you think I'm your handler? Handle your own crap, dude. Sean's not having it. Sean, That's awesome. <laughs> Sean's like, "How much money am I making off this?" Nothing, right, right, man. Right, I'm doing right. this because I love it. Well, then you can flip and do your own scheduling right well man i honestly i wish i i really hope it gets that because you're a fantastic announcer and i really 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 appreciate you taking the time to do this every now and then so is there anything else you want to add uh no it's uh it's gonna be a fun year I, i know you know the way the nwsl sort of ended last year yeah from a off the field standpoint it it still haunts everybody. Sure. Um, you know, the, the big thing to me is, you know, like a lot of the people in Portland were saying players on the team, like, you know, I, I hope, you know, you still come out and support us, you know, right. Absolutely. Um, I, I know that's not a perfect answer, but you know, it's, it's been good to see some measure of, um, punishment, um, for, for everything that's gone wrong. Absolutely. Hopefully it makes a, a strong and reinforces an impact mm-hmm. moving forward. Like um, I I'm, I'm desperately hopeful that soccer in this country has never been in a better position than it is right now. And mm-hmm. so going into this year, that's, that's the big thing. I can't wait to keep watching this thing grow. Like yeah. I'm, I am so confident that, you know, it's all on the precipice of just exploding. Well, that's, that's, that's it for me. I mean, to, to wrap it up for me, I mean, that's, I'm, I grew up in a town of 45,000 people, <clears throat> and we now have, even though, or granted, it's it's the, the lower division of, of, of a USL side, we have a USL team in my hometown. I, I, it's, pretty, pretty cool. It's unbelievable. So, <clears throat> man, Mike Watts, man, I really appreciate your time, bud. Pleasure's all mine. Enjoy the rest of the offseason, and let's get ready to roll in March. All right, man. Thanks. Well, there you have it, folks. Another episode of the Center Forward Podcast in the Books. A very special episode 58 with Mike Watts. I want to thank him so much for being generous with his time and, and sharing his insights and opinions with us. Tremendous announcer and, and the arc of this guy's career. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be high. And I want to thank you for, for uh, listening and, and sharing your comments and compliments. Really appreciate it. If you have any ideas, if you'd like to be on, want to host a segment, you're more than welcome to give it a shot. Just give me a shout. 
Um, and we do have a couple more guests lined up over the next couple of weeks. And some interesting stuff. I think you're really going to like it um, as we continue to try to make the show the best it can for you. Uh, this is on Podbean's. Podbean, Podbean, listen to me, iTunes, Amazon, and Spotify. Please like, subscribe, and share. Share the love. Man, we'll do this quick because you, you, you got a Mr. Rogers moment yesterday. <laughs> but anyway, man, this guy has worked so hard to, to create what looks like will be a fantastic career. And that's, it's such a blessing to hear cats, good people. You know, succeed, and, and I'm I'm hoping that for you today too, man. I hope that um, that you have success in whatever you're doing. And the other thing about that is aiding other people to have that level of success as well. It's important because we are in this together. I'm not just talking about the soccer thing, obviously, with racing in Lou City. You know, we're we're a community, but <clears throat> also, you know, helping people out to get to the point where they succeed. And, and it's almost like we all succeed when we do that, right? I think so, anyway. Gosh, it's been a lot of fun doing these shows. Looking forward to, to getting the season going. You all are wonderful. Um, I want to thank you so much for, for being a part of it. And, and uh, as we continue to get people to listen to this, I, <laughs> I hope, hope you all like it. <laughs> it's, it really is. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun to do. I love this part of it. I just, I don't talk because I love this part. Mm. Man, I always get a chill when I hear that. Anyway, I love you all. Thank you so much for, for uh, being a part of this. My name is Joseph Valla, host of the Center Forward Podcast. Uh, we'll have another show out next week. The guys are awesome. I love you. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Take care.